0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to Lord. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at the table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him. And the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, When you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position, and then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And then he said to the host who invited him, when you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your neighbors or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. the Gospel of the Lord. To you,
1: Lord Jesus Some years ago, there were several of us priests in Rome. We managed to be in the sacristy of Saint. Mary Major. And Pope John Paul II entered. And he went around and greeted everyone in the room. It was amazing how archbishops and bishops made very little difference at a moment like that. And he came to us, and of course we did what you would do or have done, he reflected and kissed his ring. We humbled ourselves before the man who was the vicar of Christ and the successor of St. Peter. He was also a saint, but even if he had not been, we would have done the same because of what he was. At the same time, he himself was a man of great humility, a very, real, very meek man, while being bold and outspoken. Padre Pio had a prayer that he would pray after communion. Many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with it, called Stay With Me, Lord. It's a long prayer, but the first four sentences are an act of great humility, the prayer of a humble man. He said, stay with me, Lord, for it is necessary that you be present, lest I forget you. You know how easily I abandon you. Stay with me, Lord, because I am weak. And so I need your strength that I may not fall so often. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my life. Without you, I have no meaning or hope. Stay with me, Lord, for you are my light. and Without you, I am in darkness. The prayer of a humble man. And yet he doesn't once mention the word humility. St. Augustine, as you may remember, tells us about virtue, he was asked what the three most important virtues were. He said the first is humility, the second humility, and the third humility. And however many times you ask me, I will give you the same answer. St. Augustine knew what it was to be proud. He knew what it was to be a sinful man. But he also knew what it meant to be converted and to be humbled. Why humility? Well, it's pretty obvious. The original sin was pride. And pride is still the beginning of all sin. My will, not yours. My desires, not mine. My choices, not yours. We don't think about it very often, though, because in our culture, Pride is always, well, no, is more often something that is praised. Something that we consider noble. And yet, it's destructive. Our Lord tells us that over and over again. He tried to get, convey that to his apostles. They simply wouldn't listen. No matter how many times he told them. Even if the Last Supper, they're still arguing about which one of them is the greatest. The Gospel of St. Luke. Must have been an interesting conversation. Although I suspect that uh, St. Peter had all the trump cards in that one. He'd been appointed head of the church, given him the name Rock, given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he alone, of all the apostles, could claim that he walked on water. Not a bad recommendation. And yet, St. Peter is the one whom our Lord points out will deny that he even knows him. St. Peter will be humiliated in his own eyes through his lack of courage and his pride. So will all the other apostles. They all said that they would rather die than desert him. And in the end, they all did desert him. Again, an act of pride that found its outlet in an act of cowardice. And so in today's gospel, our Lord speaks of this. Uh, He was noticing how at this banquet, at the house house of one of the leading Pharisees, people were choosing the places of honor at the table. And he takes the opportunity to uh, give us a parable. Now, he's not telling them to be crafty. So it might sound that way at first. Take the lowest place so you'll look good. Don't take the highest place because you might be made to look foolish if you're asked to sit down somewhere else. That's not what he's saying. He's saying we are invited by someone to, in, a, in a wedding banquet. By the way, it's a wedding banquet. That's not accidental. The wedding banquet is the banquet of the kingdom of God. What we are doing here, we are at the wedding banquet. It's the celebration of the Eucharist. And Whenever our Lord speaks of a banquet, it always in some way refers to the Eucharist. Um, which is, of course, the wedding banquet where the divine spouse uh, gives his love to his his church, his spouse, his bride. Do not recline at table in the place of honor, but rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place. Why? Because that's where we deserve to be, in the lowest place. Not just because it's a, a way of getting invited up higher, we deserve to be there, but then only when the, when the host comes to us, when God comes to us, through his grace, can he raise us above what we, what we are to what he wants us to be. He will place us where we are willing to, to follow. But we have to realize what we are before that. And without God, we are nothing. Remember, humility, on the natural level, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us, and so does Aristotle, is part of the virtue of temperance, by which we realize uh, exactly who, who and what we are. We think neither too much nor too little of ourselves. We know what our talents are. We know what our talents aren't. Now, of course, on the, on the level of uh, spiritual level, humility is realizing that um, without God we are nothing, but with him we are capable of whatever God creates us to be. With the grace of God, we can do things far beyond what we would otherwise be able to do. So that none of us is merely human. We are all greater than that with the grace of God. And then he goes on to finish that by saying, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. It's difficult until we come here to realize the role of that virtue in our lives. But as always, our Lord just didn't tell us to do something. He gave us the perfect example of what it means. So that if we really wonder what humility is, if you want to see an example of it, the example given to us is that given to us by the Son of God made man, allowing himself to be crucified and humiliated before his creatures uh, in such a way that it would be unimaginable that God should do such a thing. That's what God does. He humbles himself in front of us that we may understand what it means to be humble. But He doesn't just humiliate himself. He humiliates himself for the sake of our redemption. It's an act of love, not just an act of humiliation. It's primarily an act of love. But we wouldn't have understood anything less than that. God did something that is completely outside of the, the nature of God in order that we might understand his love and that we might be able to then integrate that into our own lives. So if we want to understand humility in our lives, we need to keep our eyes on the crucifix. Now, we need to pray for the gift of humility because it obviously doesn't come to us naturally, does it? As it would to any other creature. I read a German poet the other day who said, a rose has no who. I like that. Good beginning. A rose has no who. It blooms because it blooms. It doesn't watch itself. nor does it care who sees it? You and I, of course, are not roses. We do have a who. We do watch ourselves, and we are aware of people watching us. We have to keep our eyes on the crucifix in order that we may not be fixed upon our own image, but rather upon his growing in us. You know... um, That great poem, The Hound of Heaven, ends with a great act of humility as well. The poet Francis Thompson was a man who was incredibly talented, but yet had many faults and died in humiliation. But at the end of the poem, he realizes that God alone can do with him what he himself could never do. And remember what he says? He says, how hast thou merited of all man's clotted clay the dingiest clot? Alack, thou knowest not how little worthy of any love thou art. Whom wilt thou find to love ignoble thee, save me, save only me? Rise, clasp my hand. And come. And so we shall. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, rejoicing in the love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be courageous in their humility, proclaiming the kingdom of God. In their love, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, they may first of all be humble, recognizing the power of God that comes to them in a unique way. We pray to the Lord. Amen. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may enter in to the love and the humility of the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who in pride have rejected faith, we pray to the Lord. Amen a greater respect for human life, for laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. Lord for an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the humility to hear the call of God and to respond to it, for a greater reverence for the humility in marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Eucharistic Lord, they may be, then be visible signs of his humility. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for all those traveling this weekend, Especially the members of our own parish, that they will travel safely and return safely, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. Amen. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all those in the path of the hurricane, that they too will be safe, protected, we pray to the Lord. Lord. And for all of us here, that we may be, we may grow strong by accepting the humility that God has witnessed to us. Be visible signs of that humility and that courage and that love. We pray to the Lord. Lord. May we now join our prayers to those of the mother of our Lord as we sing.